Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Can you imagine just for a moment what the Magi did? Can you imagine setting out from your home with the purpose of looking for a baby by following a star? Pretty crazy, huh? Looking for a baby by following a star. Well, these stargazers, and sometimes our Magi are known as astrologers, They set out on a pilgrimage in order to find the king of the Jews who had just been born. This journey wasn't for them to worship the stars of the sky, all that they knew, but instead to worship a brand new baby boy. And then while on this quest, As a sketchy interlude, the Magi are summoned by an even sketchier king named Herod to find this baby, and once found, just to let him know. So these foreigners follow a star until it rests exactly where this child was, exactly over the house in which this child was born. They then enter the house, they meet the child and his mother, and they present this baby with all kinds of costly gifts. And then the story of the Magi concludes by way of a dream. And for all of you fellow typologists in the, uh, in the audience this morning, you will know that dreams mean something in scripture. God comes to his people through dreams. And it happens again today. The Magi have a dream. And in this dream, God was so specific, he warns them, do not go back to this sketchy king named Herod. Instead, go home another way. And that's exactly what they did. They had the dream, they heeded the words, and they immediately followed what God had revealed to them in the dream. Well, it's interesting, the Magi were most likely members of the priestly caste of the Zoroastrianism religion. It was a religion at that time, it was very popular in Persia, which is now Iran. And these priests basically studied the stars as their religion. That is what they worshiped. The Magi are outsiders. They are not Jews. They do not have any understanding of worshiping a God. They worship the stars. And yet, These are exactly who God calls. 
And he calls them to meet this baby who has just been born. Who is king of the Jews? And when they meet this baby, when they come face to face with this baby, what do they do? They fall on their face before him and they worship him. And then they throw, perhaps, the first ever baby shower recorded in scripture. (laughs) Yes, they do. And if any of you all saw my Facebook post this week, it was, I changed my profile picture, and it um, was a picture of the three wise women. I don't know if any of you all have seen this portrait of the wise women. And um, it makes me think that the women might have been in there in some way because they brought gifts. And what do we still do when we go see a new baby? We bring gifts. Because the Magi brought these gifts, and these gifts, let me tell you, were fit for a king. Here's why. Gold, the first gift brought is a symbol, get this, of kingship on earth, okay? So that's the first gift they brought, and that's what gold means. It's signifying a king is in their presence. Frankincense. Have you all ever smelled frankincense? It's a pretty glorious smell. One of the scents, I think, that will fill heaven one day. So frankincense is an incense, And guess what it means? It means they're in the presence of a deity. So gold, you're in the presence of a king. Frankincense, you're in the presence of a deity. And the last gift is myrrh. And myrrh is a foretelling of what will happen because it is an embalming oil or a symbol of what is used at the time of death. So these gifts, these three gifts that the three wise men, women brought, are significant in light of the identity of the baby to whom they are given. These star worshipers bring gifts that are fit for a king. That is why I am convinced that the Magi are part of the grander story of God that wishes to include all of God's creation and all of God's people in the story of Jesus. That's why I'm also convinced at this point in the story why Herod has a sudden interest in this baby's birth. All of a sudden, this sketchy king wants to know all about this baby being born. It is because Herod is acutely aware of the power that he holds. And he does not want anything to come into the way of his own power, to threaten it, to take it away. So he feigns interest. He pretends he's interested in this baby boy. So he goes to the Magi and he says, when you find this baby, let me know. And when he is found, I want to bow down and worship this baby boy. This paranoid, sketchy king wants to bow down to a baby boy? 
Well, if it sounds a bit ridiculous, it is. Because we will later learn that Herod is paranoid about this baby taking over his power. What does he do then? He makes a pronouncement that all male baby boys are to be killed. I'm not sure if the Magi picked up on the craftiness and ill intentions of Herod, but when God told them not to return to Herod and leave the country by another way, by golly, they sure did. They went a whole nother way. And they didn't go back to Herod. The Magi were keen in their sensibilities, proper in their adoration and worship of the Christ child, and they were wise in knowing and obeying directions from God that came by way of a dream. All of this from those who really weren't supposed to know any of this. Why? because they worshiped stars. And yet, led by God to the Christ child, they worshiped him. And that's why it seems fit that the stargazers, the magi, are part of the story of God, the story of the entry of God into the world in the form of a teeny tiny baby. They, along with the shepherds, who were also not liked, and they were outsiders as well, they all journeyed to find a baby that somehow, through it all, they knew would make the world better and would change it. So I'd like for all of us to imagine that we too are like the Magi. We all are on a quest, a journey of faith, a pilgrimage, seeking the sacred light of the world. We should all be seeking Jesus. Sometimes the journey is out and away, but often we journey in to our souls. And when we do, it's not only for our own sake, but for the sake of others. That we might be the ones to carry and share the light within, and therefore kindle the light for all. So over the last month, in Advent, we kindled a light in the darkness and watched it grow over the weeks we anticipated Christ's birth. And then in Christmastide, we celebrated the arrival of the light of the world. We waited and waited, and now he's here. And in this season, the season of Epiphany, we crown the season of Christmas with the fullness of that light, carrying it with us wherever we go. So I'll ask you, what is the invitation from God for you this Epiphany? Is there a journey that you need to take like the Magi did? Do you need to fulfill a promise? Is the light that once burned brightly just barely a glow within you? Mm, That hits home. 
Or maybe has it been extinguished altogether? Or are you at a place where you can courageously walk before those who need to see the light that burns so brightly within? To offer hope. Are you willing to be the light for those who walk in darkness? Because as your priest, I'm here to remind you that you are the light of the world. You are. And whatever circumstance you find yourself in, darkness can and never will overcome the light. It is stronger than darkness. And the great comfort of the light of epiphany is that it is both balm and motivation for something better and something more. That's the real gift of what happens when we shine a light in the dark places, especially of our lives. We see as we haven't seen before, we recognize pain and discord that perhaps we weren't willing to see before. And when light has made its way in, when our eyes are finally open, when we're finally willing to lighten the dark places inside, space opens up. Space opens up for us to ponder, to linger, to question, to rest. This is often a hard place to be. But again, the hope of epiphany is that the Christ light will be with you, illuminating and revealing all the ways that Christ is made real in our lives. So I offer these words as a blessing this Epiphany Day. May we courageously venture, as the Magi did, to those unknown places. Wherever they might be for you, for me, believing that with the light of Christ, it will lead us, strengthen us, most of all, show us a way of life we've never, ever known before. That is gospel, that is good news, and that is our hope. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.